Welcome back to another episode of the Average Asian Boys Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. I'm your host, John. And today, I have a special guest, Nick, a.k.a. DJ Nineblade. What's going on, peeps? And we also have a special audience background member today, mm -hmm. Nick's lovely girlfriend. Mm -hmm. yep. All righty. <laughs> so, Nick, I want to know um, how... Like you're you're a DJ or you used to be a DJ now you're a music producer. How yeah. does one become a DJ right now? Oh, like right now or just in general? Or I guess when you were when you were getting started. Oh, okay. Uh, like how did you get there cuz we both met in university. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you know when I think of university, mm -hmm. I don't think, "Oh, I'm going to become a DJ." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Well, apparently I did, so... <laughs> apparently you did, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so tell me, what were you smoking? So uh, maybe I can uh, get some of that good stuff, too. I was, uh, I, I was, you know, cracking something. I don't know what I was cracking at that time, but, you know, it, it totally inspired me. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, really? <laughs> no, but anyway, yeah. Um, you know, like, just a bit of background on myself first, just in, in order for you guys to understand how I actually got to this place, right? How I even had that thought, that thought when I was on crack. You know, uh, so <laughs> don't record that. Hey, hey why, why, why are you making me edit this? <laughs> Anyways, you know, uh, but yeah, you know, um, actually, it really all stemmed from, you know, my passion for music, I guess, you know, because uh, okay. since I was like, you know, in high school, I started playing guitar when I was grade eight and uh, started with the classical and then i got into electric and then i started playing in a band back then it was the 2000s the, the late 90s early 2000s it right. was like you know uh back then rock was really hot right so there was blink 182 Biscuit, green day green day you know yeah. all those punk bands and obviously if you're into heavy metal and metallica yeah. you know i remember in high school you know all the girls were into green day and yeah. i was like damn i want to be a rock star too i want to yeah. be in green day mm -hmm. i look like i could be in green day right <laughs> Totally, man. Totally, totally. Yeah. Totally. yeah. Yeah, you got to start learning guitar. But anyway, <laughs> no, actually, I'll play guitar. You play bass. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Don't know how to play bass, but we'll figure that out later. Yeah, we'll figure that out. But anyway. So did you want to become like a musician or like a performer of some sort? Well, obviously, you know, the kid's dream, right? It's like, oh, you know, I want to. I, I want to be a rock you star. Be a rock no, star. Yeah. You know, hey, it's, st it's still my dream. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was a dream of mine. And obviously, you know, like being an Asian kid from Hong Kong, you know, that, that, that was not a very realistic dream in terms of the traditional view. You know, are you, so are you telling me that being a rock star is not Asian approved? Uh, well, I mean, you, you can attest to this, man. It's like, I was being sarcastic, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. obviously not. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, obviously like, studies with a priority obviously my parents didn't think i was you know actually uh you know into it enough or you, talented you weren't going to be the next jay chow yeah i wasn't going to be the next jay chow so they 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 said no you know i mean we it didn't didn't look like it looked like a phase to us it didn't look like oh, you really that, wanted to that's pursue. true they're like oh yeah don't, don't get over it yeah yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. some crazy ideas yeah yeah but uh you know um, eventually like I still kept, but I kept playing though. I kept playing music. You know, I was playing guitar. I, I was playing drums. I played bass for a period of time, but obviously on and off, but my main instrument was guitar and I was playing throughout high school in a band. And then I got into singing for a little bit during my second year. If you remember, I do remember right? that. Yeah. But obviously like, you know, I, I guess, you know, the whole Asian singing scene just wasn't for me. You know what I mean? Like it, it just. No, I, I don't know what the Asian singing scene is like. Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, no, because like I just don't. 
go to these kind of things, right? The first time we went to an Asian singing contest was, was with you. Was when I was singing, right? Yeah. It was when you were singing, and we went to watch like the finale, whatever, yeah, exactly. at River Rock. Yeah. Exactly. And that was like my first time being something like that too. I'm like, oh man, this was, I didn't know there was like Asian singing contests in Vancouver, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, apparently there is. You think so. you have like Canadian Idol or something like that. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't think it's Richmond's Got Talent, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. Well, I mean, it, it's been, it's been a thing for like some time now. And I'm, I mean, that's how they scout talent. It's like the beauty pageant contest, right? As well. They scout them from like Vancouver? Yeah. So like- a For lot like of, the Asian beauty pageants. Yeah, Asian beauty pageants. Like they, oh, they see, have, that's, see, that's new to me. Yeah. So they have like in Canada, well, I think this is worldwide, like wherever there's chi like Asian communities, but it's like uh, yeah. for chi for like Chinese in particular, there there's a pageant contest in Vancouver. There's a pageant contest in Toronto, in Montreal. I guess like but, some uh, people, some like K-pop mm -hmm. members are from the states right so maybe like that's kind mm -hmm. of something similar like they get scouted from the states it's uh it's a little bit different i would say from my understanding okay. because uh what happens is that those k-pop companies right those k-pop like agencies or or a big entertainment companies like yg sm or jyp yeah you know they would usually scout talent worldwide so they would actually host auditions you know like in different cities or okay. especially in the big cities right right and you would go audition and if they liked you then they would ask you to come back and be a trainee, right? Um, gotcha. From what I understand. Obviously, there's a lot more details that go into that, but I'm obviously not going to get into that. All right. So um, you tried to do a little singing career. Well, uh, didn't quite take off. Well, no, it's more like I wanted, I, I did have a dream, like a rock star dream. I did have a singing dream too. Okay. But obviously, like, you know, I, I kind of was overestimating my abilities i think i wasn't i'm okay. I'm, I'm an i'm an okay singer but i'm yeah. not I'm, I'm not a great great singer right you know right. I, I can i can sing decently i would say maybe yeah like maybe you could maybe you've heard me sing before maybe you of course like, yeah we've been to karaoke I yeah know, i know you can sing yeah that's I why that's why i didn't like tackle you when you said you were going to go to a singing contest yeah because i'm like <laughs> all right this guy could do it and not embarrass himself <laughs> yeah yeah know? i guess i didn't do that at least you know but uh at yeah, the same like, time you were fine yeah yeah but then if, I, if anything i embarrassed myself at your singing contest because <laughs> i was like you're screaming but i was like yeah no <laughs> I love you! Okay. And you're just like, I don't know this guy. <laughs> I do not know him at all. <laughs> oh, damn, bro. No, I actually don't remember that. I just oh, good, good. Let's, I, let's pretend that never happened. Then. I think it was Jackie more so. Not, Jackie? not, not you, you know? So. I feel like it was also partly me, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, either way, it works. Right. I appreciate you guys coming to support me, right? Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, that was a phase I had, you know, like singing. But obviously, like, thank God I didn't get into that. Thank God I didn't. No, you know, I, you I actually, I am, I'm actually glad that nothing took off okay. in that area because, uh, you know, obviously I prob it probably wouldn't have had been something that I wanted to do, like, you know, going in, it, it was probably what, something what, what I- What makes you say that? Yeah, I, I mean, just- Was it just uh, like, just a feeling? Just kind of, you know, me, like over the years of understanding the entertainment industry more and right. kind of- Okay, you know, that, ma that makes sense. Yeah, makes yeah. Sense. So it's like, kind of yeah. like, you know, it, it was not- what you know there are things that are not what you envision right, right. sometimes it's you, you hyped you, up as exactly so you'd have like a fantasy like you know scenario yeah. of how it'd be like but in reality there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't know right, about, right. or we don't know about yeah, you right you're gonna be surrounded by the bitches and you're like <laughs> where are they at where is everyone oh uh, well maybe 
Okay, Moving so on. What, what was next after the, the singing episode? Yeah, so the singing episode, and then you know how it was just, you know, you know, like we we hung out, you know, especially during our second and third years and fourth years. You had a period of time where you went to Langara and then you came back, right? So, yeah, and I met you after I came back. Exactly. So like during that period of time, I, I didn't know what I was doing, right? I didn't know, you know, I had kind of lost direction a little bit. I didn't right. really know what I wanted to do in life. Well, I remember, yeah. okay, so... I, I thought it was funny like how you mentioned that you were really focusing on a study because when I remember uh, <laughs> when I met you, what I remembered was how much I admired you for being so lazy <laughs> at school. <laughs> like it was like I was like, wow, man, this guy gets it. <laughs> this guy knows what's up, man. <laughs> like I've never seen. Hey, bro, you're, you're you're giving me a bad rep right now, okay? <laughs> to all the to all the uh, you know students out there, like don't I, study I'm hard, a, study at hard at school. Study hard at school. Man. Be a be a no, good boy, okay? But like I mean, like because I was also incredibly lazy at school as well. So, yeah, exactly. You know, it takes one to know. I'm just saying. But. Oh yeah, you know, I think I think it's like you you never. Never knew that laziness could go to that level. I never you knew know? someone could be lazier than me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, bro! I had such a reputation. I didn't know that. Okay, anyways, you know. well, yeah, thank but, you. Th well, thank you for praising me and my laziness. But, no worries, man. It was, but, like I said, it was admirable. No, admirable. Oh, I got yeah. you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, like during that time, I didn't really have a direction. I didn't know. I, I at the same time, I was, you know, to be honest, due to like, you know. Uh, my, you know, kind of like vision of what I was supposed to do. Like, you know, you, you know how like, you had, like the external pressures yeah. from like family. Yeah, friends. the unintentional external pressures and also Your the fact social that, group. Yeah, and all, uh, social group. Well, not. Uh, yeah, social group to a certain degree. And also it's the fact that just looking at things around you, the world that you see and, you know, what you think that society wants you to do is what you must do right yeah, kind of thing for sure so we we've kind of gone through those phases i went through that phase especially yeah. i was just thinking about all these random things like you know being a translator learning different languages or, you know, I, I remember being, those phases. yeah exactly yeah. right you know those phases were were kind of like just be, it's because i couldn't really uh you know i i was kind of like going against my gut feeling right i was not doing what i was you know really wanting to really, do really wanting to do and really destined to do kind of thing mm -hmm. which was kind of something to do with music i didn't know what that was at that time but right i just had a blazing passion for music but you know at the same time i had forgotten it for that period of time and i mm -hmm. because due to you know obviously like the way i thought about things and my mindset it just wasn't in the right place and yeah you're getting caught up with all yeah. things left right and center exactly exactly and I, a lot of things i was doing was not aligned with my internal self yes right so yep. Essentially, you know, I went through that phase and obviously there were a lot of ups and downs. I really didn't know what I was doing, right? And obviously, like, I was at the same time, I was also working a part time job and I really hated that part time job too. I, Where were you working again? I can't remember. Well, I worked at several restaurants, right, you right. know, like during the summer. Banana and, Leaf? Like, yeah. Ben, uh, Banana Leaf one of them? Banana Leaf. I worked at Banana Leaf for okay. a period of time. Tropica, yeah. I worked for three years, I remember. It was okay. just one of those Malaysian so, yeah. restaurants. Yeah, all right. So a bunch you know, of restaurants. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of, just, I, I just bounced back and forth between different jobs, you know, like um, basically, obviously, during that time, I think it was Tropica. Like, it was that, you know, Asian run restaurants, they're not the best places to work, you know? No. So, you know, obviously you get a lot of stress, you know, from it. And also uh, that was, go that was like going into graduation as well. I think that period of time was like third, fourth year. And then going into, actually I stayed five years, right? Because I changed faculties. So I think that was during my fourth, fifth year and then, you know, graduating and then going out and then 
that was when kind of my DJing career started to, you know, take off or start to, you know, we actually launched my DJing career, but obviously I was still kind of like the opening guy, you know, the new guy on the block kind of not getting paid mm-hmm. and just, you know, because, but because I love DJing so much, I just wanted to be there. Right. Cause they have like, I'll explain that later actually, like how, how it works, but then right. going back to like third, fourth year, that phase was obviously there, you know, like I didn't have any direction. So out of my misery, uh, um, out of my miserable, like, you know, period of time in which I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know, I, you know, it's something suddenly hit me inside. I was just like, Hey, why am I not doing music? Like, you know, uh, your original passion, my original passion. Yeah. You know, like I want, I want to do some true calling, I guess, you know, I wanted to do something creative. Right. And, uh, you know, and music was obviously the path that I had, you know, been set out for me or I've gone on on for like, you know, in the past, but I kind of just forgotten about. Right. And then, um, and then I was like, okay, um, I want to do music but what am I going to do? Cause like, I wasn't, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind to kind of pick up guitaring again. Well, I did. Well, it did kind of cross my mind in a way, but it quickly got, you know, eradicated because okay, I was out. Yeah. Cause I was like, uh, you know, like I have nobody to play. I don't know anybody. I, you know, the people in my circle, none of them play music, you know? So it's like, yeah. I, I wasn't going to pick up guitaring again. But I wanted to pick up something that was way cooler, I guess, and more way cooler than guitar. Wait, well, nothing's way... cooler than the guitar. Everyone <laughs> sure, knows that. Sure, yeah, Every but... female knows that there's nothing cooler than the guitar. <laughs> yeah, oh, I guess you know that was the past. <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> but, but anyway, you know, like so obviously something that the, you know DJing now is the new cool, right? So it is pretty cool to be. A DJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but but obviously I didn't not to get our audience like wrong, you know, like not, not to make sure my audience, our audience doesn't get me wrong. You know, like I didn't get into it because I wanted to be cool, but I get, I got into it because I had a genuine passion for music. Right. Yes. And you know, um, going back to my, like, you know, that period of time. Also coincidentally, if it was cool, why not? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I was like, so, you know, I had a, you know, I had a deep thinking session and I was just like, Oh, you know, uh, I don't want to get back into guitar. I don't want to do, I didn't want to do what I was doing before. So I was like, Hmm, what should I do? Something music related. Oh, DJing sounds pretty cool. Um, wait, like that word just like kind of hit you just boom. DJ. Yeah. 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 DJ, DJ. I'm like, Oh, DJ. Right. Uh, you okay, know, all right. something, something, you know, I all was right, like, Oh, cool. maybe, maybe, you know, DJing, right? Like it, it sounds like a cool idea. How about I explore it a bit further? So then I ended up, you know, what was your idea of like a DJ, like, uh, back then when you were just starting, like, were you thinking of like, you're like Tiesto, like playing in front of a big group of people or like just like a nightclub DJ or, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know, like a, like a wedding party DJ kind of stuff. Like, yeah, well, I didn't really have ideas. Yeah. I didn't really have a specific, I didn't have a specific DJ in mind, kind of DJ in mind. I was kind of like. I just wanted to get into it for the art, right? I was just yeah. like, oh, DJing looks pretty cool. I can spin records, I can play music, you know, I can scratch, you know, I can do all that kind of, all those kind of things. Right. And I can play music that, you know, I can, I can play music to, you know, to people, right? And, and you know, generally, genuinely make them have a good time, if that's the right way to say it. So, yes. so um, for me, it was... That uh, is true. You are partially responsible for the happiness of the people who are there listening w- to your music. Exactly. You know? Which is what a lot of kids that want to get into DJing these days do not understand. They do not understand because 
you know, a lot of them, those, a lot of those kind of kids, they get into DJing for the sake of, like, you know, for the clout, the, the attention. Yeah, or? well, for the attention, like, they look at Tiesto, they look at Martin Garrix, they look at Hardwell. Do they kids think, even know what who Tiesto is nowadays? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do, but well, whether it's Tiesto, whether it's Martin Garrix, whoever, right? Yeah. It's like a lot, I, I, you know, I'll probably receive a lot of backlash for saying this, but thank God you don't. We don't. We're not at that wait, amount of subscribers 20, 24 yet. Twenty-four subscribers, man. Like the most amount of hate you'll have is twenty-four people. Hey, damn, bro. You know, like yeah. Well, well, yeah. Don't no hate worries. on. Me. Yeah, it's, uh, don't hate on me, guys. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, you know, like a, a lot, a lot of uh, people these days try to get into DJing for the sake of the attention yes. and for the sake of the the fame and the money. Yeah. And to be like Martin Garrix or to be like TSO, all those big yeah, festival super, DJs. Super popular. Yeah. Super popular DJs. But I never got into that. I I actually never got into that. You know gone to DJing for that reason because right. back then I think EDM was only starting to take off right yeah. the festivals were only starting to get bigger yes. right and back then you know I was I wasn't even listening to electronic music back then I was I was mm. you know I was still like recovering from my rock face you know so and and but I was like oh you know DJing looks cool man I, maybe I should try this right and I got into it because I I, I generally was curious about DJing and what it was about yeah right I, I generally like wanted to explore the art and wanted to learn right uh, about DJing itself so mm -hmm. so I ended up just like you know going scrapping online for you know uh, for, for, for like courses and you know like I was looking up information on DJing obviously you know, the usual phases you go through when you're yeah when you suddenly no pick up a passion. phase yeah. you know yeah exactly exactly so um, that's what I kind of did and I, could, I took a couple of DJ lessons, DJ courses online. I went to a really, uh, I went to a DJ school here in Vancouver, which was not very good, to be honest. Okay, so, we shall not bring up that name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Else. They exactly. might come after us. Yeah, well, I don't think they exist anymore, but you know. Okay, uh, well, back, just but, in case. Yeah, but back then, but they did teach me certain things. They taught me so, so, it, you know, it was, it was good to that degree, but in terms of, you know how a lot of DJ school says we're gonna get you gigs, we're gonna get you hooked up, we're gonna get you like right. in the scene. And, and blah, that's blah, blah. the part that's really important, right? That's, that's the, the part. Really that's the part because you, you know, can't learn. You can't learn how to get connections. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's like it's like you go to university, right? The whole point of you, like at, at least in our minds, the whole point of us going to university was so that when we come out, we can get a good job, yeah, right? right? But the thing is, nowadays that really doesn't suffice, right? It's like it's yeah, kind of like cut it. exactly. So I mean, it's like you see all these graduates coming out, like you know, looking for work, and they can't find work, and they're yeah. jobless, right? So it's yeah, like because they don't know anyone, exactly. And you know, a lot of you know, when people the number one selling point for a lot of like let's say private institutions or or private schools, let's say, is that you know, bro, we can get you into the industry, we can get you a job, which is why, yeah. uh, you know, which is what is attractive in the first place. Yeah, because that's, I mean, that's the really important part. Exactly. But but at the same time, you also have to remember when you when they say that you have to look into the background of all the instructors and, you know, their per, their personnel. Right. And, you know, whether they are credible people in the industry yeah. that actually have that are established. Right. Because back then I didn't really know. I was just like, oh, you know, I'll just I'll just go in, you know, but, they, yeah. they, they, but they, they had some people genuinely that were in the industry and I got to see play, right? Because okay. obviously I was part of the school, so which is good nice. in a way, but in terms of getting me gigs and getting me, uh, you know, work, not so good it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't really pan out very well. And gotcha. obviously I, I had to go out myself to connect with people. Right. And, That's right. I remember that mm -hmm. you were just kind of like going out to these clubs and mm -hmm. just like, you know, just showing up. Exactly. Being there, letting people know what's up. 
mm -hmm. who you are. Exactly. Right? Like you mm -hmm. literally just like started from the ground up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty much. And, you know, I obviously, you know, was going out, you know, trying to get to know people. Obviously, it, it's going to be very difficult in the beginning because nobody knows who you are. Yeah. You're just this random guy trying to approach like the head DJ or yeah, something it's like really that. Tough. And it's tough, you know, but obviously like uh, then finally I was, you know, I was able to catch a break. Uh, you got noticed. Yeah. I Well, not noticed, but I was able to connect with one of the resident djs that are that is very established here in vancouver dj relic shout out to my bro okay um uh, he he was the guy that because i i was the guy i was the one who approached him right yeah I, you know i obviously you know when when you're when you're that young at that age and you're kind of like trying to get to know people but you're also quite you know reserved and you're kind of like oh should i go talk to him should i go talk to him i don't want to fuck this up kind of thing you know sure. but i was like fuck it it's now or never i'm just gonna go talk to him so Literally, what I, I just went up to the DJ uh, DJ booth and I just started talking, and then he. Okay, hold on. Let's let's paint a picture here. So yeah. you're at a club, uh, and is he uh, DJ Relic? He's at a booth, the DJ booth, I assume. Yeah, he and was. Is, at, he, is he in the middle of like playing stuff, or what's going on? No, he was. Obviously, I wasn't like stupid enough to approach him during prime time when it's okay. like like shit busy and he's and people okay, are that dance, sounds, okay that's good that packed. sounds good exactly right. he, it was All during right. the opening hours when the like, opening like dj at that time was still playing oh okay and, and then he's uh, just like kind of chilling somewhere yeah he's setting up yeah get on All yeah. that stuff. All right. exactly I, was like, I, I don't know i just wanted to know he's like yeah. did you catch him on the way to the bathroom or something <laughs> no 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 <laughs> that wouldn't have ended well i think but <laughs> All right, gotcha <laughs> yeah All right, so that's cool so you approached him yeah made a so, connection but just so you know like obviously it took me like a connection from let's say somebody who was in a student club at that time who knew a promoter of that club that eventually connected me to kind of connected me to dj relic it wasn't it, it was more like uh they let me in for free at that time i didn't have to pay entry and mm -hmm. because you know i told them it was for this purpose and he's like oh dj relics over there you can talk to him so obviously okay the, so the someone that you knew at a student club yeah kind of referred you to refer me to a promoter okay right in uh, for that you know promotion group who was promoting at that club at that time gotcha. and then uh what happened was he set me up in terms of like he kind of like uh just brought me in i didn't have to pay he said uh and he set up the scenario for me in which i was able to go up and talk to him so he was like okay yes. you know here's the here not i've set i've set you up uh well nah i've set i've set up the playing field now you have to go yeah. throw the ball go, right go so, it up, kid. yeah so so essentially um that's what happened so like he basically got me into the club and got me in a position in which i was able to approach dj relic and start talking to him right nice. and then eventually what happened was we started talking and then you know he, you know relic's a very nice guy right he he he, re he genuinely likes helping young up-and-coming djs or new guys yeah. to break through the scene obviously if you have the right mentality you have the right attitude and you're willing to learn and listen right mm -hmm. he, he's willing to get like give you a shot right so at that time there was no slots right uh, available for a new dj to come in at that right. time right but i you know obviously i was like okay you know i'll send you a mixtape and i want you to give me feedback and see where i can improve and you know like you you sent him a mixtape i sent him a mixtape okay. yeah so so obviously after that night when we talked obviously i stayed with him the whole night and obviously like i didn't just approach him i didn't i wasn't just with him in the dj booth that one night everywhere else he had gigs when i could i would go support i would go oh, visit cool. him and i would go actually um you know uh 
be by his side and watch him and learn. And right? this was while you were still like studying in school and working part time. Yes, this was while I was still in UBC. Uh, it was about 2012, right? So I didn't. Sorry. I graduated in 2013, right? So 2012 uh, was my fourth year in university. So and I, that was when it all started, right? Yep. And uh, I would say I didn't really get my first gig until like a few months later, maybe at the towards the end of the year, uh, right. 2012, because back then they didn't have space, right? But then what happened was the opening DJ decided to leave, right? Yep. And there was a spot open. And he was, it, it was, you know, just me being at the right place at the right time. And he's like, hey, bro, hey, we have an opening slot. You want to come do it? You're going to get, you're not going to get paid, but you know, the slot's there. Is that you normal? Wanna... Like the opening DJ doesn't get paid? Yeah. Usually in the beginning, you're either going to play for little to no money. Right. Because you, you have to, you know, establish yourself, right? You kind of have to, you, that, that's why I say that you really have to be in it for the passion. It is. It can't be just about you know like, I, I want the bitches, I want the money, I want the fame, you know, I want the attention kind of thing, right? You yeah. generally have to really be willing to work for it, to struggle for it, right? Okay. And so, then mm -hmm. what is considered like the opening hours? So like, you Vancouver? know, the, what, like let's say in in Vancouver, right? So the usual opening hours. I can't are, remember like going to a club like before nine. Well, it's usually well for us back then it was ten o'clock, right? Ten o'clock was the opening time. And uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, ten o'clock. Ten o'clock, and then the, it was the time when we could stay out past ten. I yeah. remember those days. Yep, yep, yep. Woo. yep. Those were the good old days. Anyways, um, back then it was ten o'clock to twelve o'clock. Usually that was the opening slot, depending on like you know how fast things picked up for the crowd, right? If it was yeah. a big night, then yeah. obviously they would start earlier, maybe at nine, like, like maybe right. let's like say weekend. Halloween. Like maybe weekend, well, like or, maybe or Halloween, Halloween, okay. Halloween, or you know those uh, New Year's, those kind of big. Um, big day events yeah. they would they would start earlier sure. and then you know i play earlier and then obviously the the uh let's say a guy like relic or another peak hour dj would take over so what would event. be peak hour like 11 o'clock 12 o'clock it, it, like i said it would depend Events? on okay. on the day so like on a regular night on a regular friday saturday right it usually like they open at 10 right then i probably play till 11 30. Do they have like a meeting beforehand? They're like, all right, you're gonna play at this time, and then this guy's gonna come up at this time. No, or is no, it just kind of go with the flow. Yeah, like, was, oh, we got a lot of people here. All right, we're gonna kick you out now. <laughs> Throw it on main DJ. Yeah, well, no, it was already scheduled, right? So like, uh, every week when I showed up to the club, if I'm a resident, right, I would show up. I would play that exact same slot unless yes. something changed otherwise, right? right? So unless they, you know, they would give us. A heads up right if something changed then this is the slot you'd be playing right and that gotcha. kind of thing but usually we would stick to our slot so i stuck to that slot for like you know i think almost at least half a year to eight months i think half a year to eight months yeah right. at the opening slot opening slot yeah okay yeah so wow, that's uh, a long time of playing opening hours without pay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's that's generally how it works, and right, you you really All have right, to. All right, damn. Well, yeah. I, I'm out. I this, uh, I, I ain't cut for this. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Wow, that is some mm -hmm. uh, real dedication and passion for you know the craft. Yeah, yeah. But I guess like after you've been doing this for like so and so month, I guess you're like, okay, this is actually something that I do want to do. Yeah. Like I do this because I love it. Yeah. And not because I'm getting paid because <laughs> that is not, that was not happening at no, all. Money was never a thing for me when it came to that. It was mm -hmm. always about, you know, my love for music, right? I always yeah. like, and generally me wanting to, you know, make people dance and, you know, have a good time, right? That's yeah. generally what I like. That was my general goal. 
I'm not gonna as lie, it was uh, great having you as a friend who was also a DJ at a club because then you helped me get into the club and all my friends. Yeah. And then, uh, he, you know, we also uh, did the classic leave our coat check at the DJ booth yes. kind of thing. You know, yo, the man, yo, man, coat check, be, coat check be expensive, let me tell you. It adds up. Bro. I'm a student, I ain't yeah. got money. <laughs> Yep, yep. Those were the days where we were dirt poor. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, those were those are super fun times too. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And then and what I really liked about you as a DJ was I think you were pretty good about I think taking requests from other people. Yeah. On like the kind of songs that they want to play. Mm -hmm. Like like you weren't just kind of stuck on oh I'm gonna play this because I said so or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know, like I felt like you were genuinely open to like listening to kind of what people would want to hear perhaps absolutely absolutely yeah. i think yeah. it's and I, uh and for me i think that always made you stood out from like all the other uh djs that i you yeah know. you heard yeah yeah mm -hmm. absolutely man i think uh you know there's all there's this philosophy in which you're supposed to balance like entertaining and educating right a lot of djs um you know i'm not saying everybody obviously there's a bunch of djs out there that only care about what they like and what they want to play mm -hmm. and that's you could call that educating right they're trying to educate the crowd and what they like and their music right right but in reality people are there not to see you right it's unless you're tiesto or martin garrix or, yeah. or or a big time dj right people are or you're a guest dj from even if you are like just a mediocre guest dj from another like you know country or something or if you were like let's say a dj that was not like Martin Garrix's level. You were just kind of like, uh, you were kind of like a mid-tier kind of guy, right? People are not there to see you, right? Usually, unless you're a headliner, right? Yeah. People are there to have a good time. They're That's there right. to hit on girls. Uh, your girls are there to dance and spend time with their girls, you know, like, and then, you know, uh, obviously people are there to get wasted, you know, yep. and, yeah, and have fun, right? That. So in the end, your job as a DJ, as the resident DJ of that night is to give people a good time, right? Well, I thought you were going to say to get people wasted. But <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds much better. That's a really bad assumption, bro. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, that's a John Lewis assumption that's where right you there. Ended up. You're like, you know, the guys come here to like meet the girls, the girls are dancing, and everyone gets wasted. Like, that's where you ended up. Oh, so okay. Like, well, you know. All right. So I guess that's the end result yeah. we're going for. Well, all those things that I just mentioned sums up to a good time, right? Mm. People want to have memories, right? People, People want, want to have a good time. Exactly. People want That's to have right. a good time and they want That's to right. have... Just like know. when they listen to the Average Asian Boys podcast, they too <laughs> want to have a good time. And that's why we're here to bring the good times to you, our listeners. Yeah, that's right. Shameless plug right there. Continue. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. So having said all of that, like, in the, at the end of the day, like your job as the resident DJ is to give people a good time and yes. to, you know, to, you know, to make people happy, right? To, to obviously you don't want to go too far to one side or the other, right? Because like you want to keep a balance. You want to keep like, you know, pe you want people to discover new things, right? Or hear new things. But at the same time, you want to keep them entertained. So you would play stuff they know or what they hear on the radio, okay. right? All the, all the hits. Yeah. So you would combine those two you know obviously depending on your selection if you're if you're good at what you do right you'll know 
what they may like, what they may not like. You may try something. If they don't like it, then you can switch it up right away if you have that flexibility, right? So it's very important that as a DJ, you know these things, right? And kind of you kind of balance these things. Yeah, and it's, it's not a it's, big juggling act. Exactly. And it's, it just remember, it's not about yourself, right? You, because a lot, a lot of people think for themselves. But gotcha. you, you, you got to put your shoe, yourself in the shoes of other people or right. people you're trying to understand or people that you're trying to service. Right? Gotcha. All right. right. I like, I like, these, uh, I like mm. these life lessons that you're dishing out here right now. <laughs> All right. So let's move on. Uh, you become a nightclub DJ. Mm -hmm. And like, I would say that's, that career went relatively well. It, it did. And, and, uh, it was a period of time obviously back then like the clubs were going through major transitions you know promotion groups were moving around okay yeah so like obviously like uh there was a period of time where it was a real struggle because at mm -hmm. that club that i started at the main promotion company had moved or the people from a lot right. of the, the a lot of the main people from that promotion company moved to another club right and they were, you know, obviously they, you know, I was still part of that team, but the thing is that they wanted to kind of like do two nights in two different places, which was a really bad strategy at that time. So two, wait, two nights in two different, so like Sunday here or Saturday here, oh, Sunday there. Sorry, sorry, my bad. I, I said it wrong. Okay. So it's more like they wanted to do two different, uh, two different events on the same night. Okay. That yes. sounds, that yeah, okay, sounds okay, so, really uh, strange. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. back then it, it kind of like if if you know if they had you know the capable personnel to do that it would have worked but we didn't have enough of those capable people right to get to you know to they get the nights going two dj nine blades that was the problem <laughs> they didn't have two of you guys and uh, it was just that they couldn't get people out right i mean vancouver it's already a very tough market because like we're a, we're a small city compared to let's say new york or right. los angeles so you know all those like big metropolitan cities yeah and it's it's very hard to just get 500 people to come out and party right you know for different nights and what do you think is like the average uh amount of people that they can get into like a nightclub i mean obviously it depends on the size of a club too maybe three to five hundred depending on, on the a week on like a peak weekend kind yeah, of thing. depending on the venue too yeah your venues your size and your capacity yeah. has to match what you're looking for right so right. um so i may not be completely accurate with everything i'm saying obviously it's just coming out of the top of my head sure but uh but yeah back then things were going like going through transition and they wanted me to stay at you know the club that was that they left right to do another night with right. a bunch of uh, with the, with a bunch of promoters they left behind to run a new night okay right? and uh, obviously like the first night was okay right but after that it was just dead the club was pretty much dead like there was almost there was was one night where it was zero people is this a zero. club store around not anymore no okay not are you anymore. allowed to say what it's what the club was i i i will not Okay. So I, I won't. Well, as out of respect for my old okay. colleagues, okay. I won't. Oh, okay. I, I will not. Uh, okay. I will not respect. go into. The, yeah. Okay. For the fallen club. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I will not go into the de the, the sure. names or the details. But, okay. No worries. But uh, no, I was just like I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of clubs that come and gone. So absolutely. Many of them. So absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. It was pop opera at that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it was Pop Over at that time. And uh, Man, obviously. I missed that place. Oh, yeah. That, that place used to have good times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then obviously, like, due to the change in, you know, personnel, all the politics involved and all that kind of stuff, eventually it, it was, it got so bad to the point in which uh, the head, like, DJ Relic, the head DJ that got me into the industry, 
he got an offer from another club and he left. Okay. So then I was there by myself, right, yeah. for a period of time. Were you right. the headliner then? Well, no. If... Oh, well, I wasn't really headliner. I was just the I was just one of the DJs there, right? That okay. that was holding down the night. Yeah. Music wise, and you know, what happened was they decided to close the night finally, right? Because it just wasn't working. Right. And then the club that most of the promoters had moved to, they decided to, they they told me to go over. Right, they wanted me to go over. They wanted to bring me in, so they they brought me over, and then I became one of the main residents there. Uh, after that, and uh, it, and I was able to establish myself there, right? So, which which was a good thing, right? Okay. And then that went pretty well for a period of time, and then uh, what happened was, uh, at that time, I was also going to hotel management school, right after. I don't remember this. You don't remember this because I, I don't think I really brought it up. But then like okay. uh, I was during the daytime, I was going to hotel management school. Obviously, me attending that, you know, management school confirmed my, you know, suspicions on myself and what I wanted to do. Right. Because like it kind of like. So were you like, yes, I want to do hotel management. No, or? I wasn't. No, no. It, it, hell's no. Hell's no. Not for me. Yeah. Hell's no, no. thank you, senior. It was the latter. So it. <laughs> it was the latter. So uh, what happened was that uh, I, you know, during that time, I was still going to hotel school. Right. I, I still hadn't uh, during I think it was the 2013, 2014, around that time. So uh, what happened was I was playing in the club. I was going to hotel management school and I was. Uh, and I was, I think. What, what was I saying? Okay, no, I was going to, <laughs> I was going to hotel management school. I was, and I was DJing and I was working part-time, I believe. Yeah. And what happened was, uh, throughout like everything that was happening, my, one of my promoter buddies suddenly got a connection. He got asked, you know, if he knew any Chinese DJs that were willing to play on a cruise ship. And I was Aww. like, Oh, I was like, and you know my buddy obviously like they specifically wanted a chinese dj because uh that cruise was catered for a chinese China. market right oh, so okay, gotcha. so he wanted that makes, uh, that makes he, sense and it was an american company princess cruises going into yeah. you know the yeah, chinese you, market you, you got to be able to take the, the the chinese people with song requests you yes. know when they want you to play i don't know some chinese song and you gotta... well i mean it's just it's, it's, it was it didn't even get to that level it was more like they needed someone that could mini could communicate between the Americans and the Chinese, right? Now the English people okay. speaking, the English speakers and, that's and the Chinese. How you realize your dream job of becoming a translator? Yeah. Well done, Nick. Well, yeah. see, it all comes full circle. <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yep, in the most unexpected ways. That's but, right. That's but, right. Trans yeah. That's a part-time translator, part-time DJ. Man, does that does that not sound cool? That sounds pretty cool to me. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, initially. Obviously, I was excited because I never because obviously I didn't know anything about DJs like you know just just. Have DJing. you ever been on a cruise ship before? I, I had, but it's like I never I never experienced working on a cruise ship. Yes, and, and, and let alone as a DJ, right? Yeah. So, so it sounded really cool at that time, right? So it and, does and, sound cool to me. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, we got everything worked out, all the details, and you know, I told. My, Did you finish hotel management before you left? Actually. To be more specific, that cruise ship contract I did was part of the curriculum for me to finish. Oh, whoa. So you got a job and education at the same time. Well, oh, big brain. Oh, wow. This is this is what we got to be doing, man. This is this is where this is where I've been going wrong the whole time. Well, to be more specific, I would say, you know, like going uh, me doing that cruise ship had nothing to do with the whole hotel management course. If I hadn't done that contract, mm -hmm. um, I would have just been serving my co-op time 
in hotels, right? right. Working in hotels, yeah. like maybe. In, I mean, a cruise ship is technically a hotel, right? Exactly. So, so it's, that's, a, it's just a floating hotel, exactly, in the middle of the sea. All right, I got you. I got you, man. Oh yeah. There you well have played, it. Well played, sir. Well played. All there right. you have it. There All you have right. it. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> essentially, um, that's why like the school, you know, took the uh, cruise ship experience as, uh, you know as a fit for the curriculum gotcha. right so yeah, that's why yeah. they i was able to replace i was used i was able to use that contract to replace my yeah. required hours to have worked in hotels yeah i mean that sounds like a that. great deal and you could instead of having to work at a hotel yeah you got to work on a cruise ship instead exactly yeah exactly so it just came at the right time right mm -hmm. so i was just at the right place at the right time yeah. and, and you just happened to be a dj at the same time mm -hmm. yeah yep exactly yep. so you know obviously that was the big plan for that summer right so all I right ended, great so i ended up uh i think it was in april i ended up you know obviously they so you know they interviewed me and you know obviously we got all the administrative side done and you know i was ready to go right and, nice. uh, and so and it was my first time djing on a cruise ship right did, were you so, the only cruise ship dj or did they have like a backup for you do no, you know you were the only one uh, when you're cool. contracted to one ship usually you're the you're mainly the only dj yeah. so oh, such responsibility Oh man! I mean, I don't sure. know. Like, what if something happened to you? Like, you got diarrhea? I don't know. Like, on a ship and you couldn't play that night. And it's like, what? Nobody's like, there's no music. Nobody gets to dance. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, that, that's just, that was just my line of thinking. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that was the trade-off for you know, like, you know, to be to be fair, that job in terms of the conditions they offered, it was really decent because, like, the I, work conditions, like the, the work conditions and the you know my status as a sole proprietorship of <laughs> cruise ship dj uh not really but <laughs> but it was more like a uh you know the way uh the you know in terms of my status and the way i was treated yeah on the ship yeah because um i was actually going in as a contractor because you may have expected like people on the outside may may view this as me becoming a crew member of the ship mm -hmm. right but in fact that wasn't the case because guest entertainers i was a guest entertainer so yeah. guest entertainers they hire are usually contracted entertainers right to, to work on the ship so they're not yeah. they're they're actually they're contractors basically you you yeah. sign a contract with the company yeah. to to like you know to do a specific thing or, right. or complete a specific task right and you're treated as a passenger you're not treated as an actual crew member so your status okay i know it's a bit confusing but so basically so you work for the cruise ship but you're also a passenger for yeah the i'm also a passenger at the same time yes yes all right cool sign me up sounds yeah. great so i got i got the best of both worlds to yeah. be more specific so yeah i and you obviously didn't have to pay to be on a cruise ship no i didn't so right. accommodation food everything was covered I was earning, I think, three grand USD a month, which was quite a lot at that time, right? That, for, that's, for an that's still a lot. That's still a lot right now. Yeah, I'm yeah. hoping to make three three grand USD. <laughs> what the heck, a month? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. And uh, nice. And it, it it was a pretty good gig, right? It was a, in in terms of all the material gains that you they kind of offered you, yeah. Which was not bad because think about it: if, if accommodation and food are covered. They're essentially taking out all your expenses. Other than, other yeah. than, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, what, what are you paying for? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And they wash your clothes for you for free. You know, they really? everything. Yeah, you live like a king. <laughs> they wash your clothes. Well, well, yep, they did. So, um, so yeah, you know, 
basically my job as a DJ was to play in the club every night. That's so right. I was so I was working pretty much. I was working seven days a week. Yeah, because right? yeah, people ain't got time to take a break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From so, partying. Exactly. Well, I mean, like it's just basically, I was in charge of the nightclub. Yeah, you know, in the cruise ship. Mm -hmm. So I had to hand basically I had to handle everything from the lighting to the to the oh you know, wow to to the to the to obviously like the, the music and what, the sound. what about like the people there did you have to like manage any people okay so no i didn't it was just the fact that i was the one in charge of you know yeah, playing sure, the audio yeah, you know some, sure the lights are on the lights are connected on. It, it depends because like the production staff on board like they were mainly in charge of the shows the stages yeah. and all that kind of stuff and if there's anything wrong in the nightclub or if there are events going on in the nightclub then i would have production staff with me yeah but then in general if it was just a, a regular night then i would have just you know, it would, it would be just me. Right. Got it. So, um, so yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any, uh, crazy incidences or like mm. moments from being a nightclub DJ at the ship? I don't mm. know. Anyone oh. like try to like attack you, throw beer at you. Oh yeah. You know, like obviously like, I don't know uh, what the Chinese audience is like, but well, uh, they're, hopefully they're not a picky bunch. Uh, uh, they, you know, you know, obviously because, uh, a majority of clientele on the Chinese cruises. There, there are select Chinese cruises where there's more younger people, and they would come up. Okay. But, but you know, obviously, some uh, some of them were incredibly rude, right? And uh, some of them were really nice, you know. Mm -hmm. And obviously, so, uh, what, was, what was the demographic like? Kind of all over the place. All well, it was all. It was main. It, it mainly compromised of older people. I see, see. more see or or families, right? Okay. So, so there were cruises in which you had. A bunch of richer, younger Chinese that were on board. Yeah, but that was not, uh, you know, that was seldom the case throughout. The well, contract. I guess I was wondering, like, so, do older people go to nightclubs? Well, that's or? the thing; they don't. So, you oh. Know, <laughs> oh, okay. So, so well, I mean, some I I, I would say probably, right. but but then you know, like a majority uh, of those four months on the cruise, the club was empty. Okay, gotcha. It, it wasn't, it, or it wasn't very busy, right? Right. Or okay. it would, or you know, or it depended. But you know, obviously there there would be a couple of nights where I have a bunch of young guys, a, a young Chinese people, rich yeah. as fuck, by the way, like okay, on the sure. cruise. And obviously yeah. they, yeah, you know, I was. When they start throwing money around, maybe you'll like crash, catch a dollar bill or two, you know? Yeah, and they, I, I'd be obviously I know I know the Chinese crowd to a certain degree because I played for the Chinese crowd in Vancouver as well. So yeah. like you know, I mean. I happen to, you know, obviously be playing and they're like telling me, Hey, your music's not high enough. Like, you know, they say like high, not loud. No, it's, it's not energetic enough. That's oh, what they say. Okay. And then, and then, it's not hitting 200 beats per minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess, you know, <laughs> and I, and I was playing Gundam style. Right. And then they were saying that, that that's, that's no pretty energy. high energy. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know what they're on. That's pretty high energy to me. I don't know, man. Like yeah. it, it's weird, but like, you know, like basically you know they had they had many re weird requests okay if that is that's the right way to put it what's so, like a weird request that you had like uh can, you know like be, not weird well to f rephrase it it's more they had unusual weird, they had unusual complaints that's that's unusual the, complaints yeah, yeah sure yeah okay so, so what was some like unusual complaints so like, well, some unusual complaints was like your you know your music is is not energetic enough when i was already going at 160 beats per minute <laughs> or you know or, or you know i was i was playing i was playing some of the be the so biggest damn fast. i was playing i was playing like some of the biggest hits yeah in the clubs at that period of time, yeah, like the most energetic banging hits, and they right. were saying it's not you know energetic enough, and I'm like, oh, 
or what really <laughs> so yeah. so so I, but you know just but cap. as you as you like this, you know this is when you hit like that the 2x speed button <laughs> you, know, like, you want fast motherfucker i'll show you fast <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah you know i i guess that that, that works you know gone, they should have hired me instead i know what's up <laughs> yeah yeah you should have taken my place i would have been so glad if you took my place yeah, no, i would have hated it <laughs> but, but yeah okay. you know right. I, I believe it was uh it, you know as you progress throughout the contract you start to develop really thick skin right because like right. You, you you know like you're gonna have to deal with certain clientele that are very you yeah. know they're very hard to deal with yeah. and you know especially when you're in the entertainment Right when you're doing when you're handling entertainment, you know, and it wasn't just me and my department. My department, it was like everybody else, right? like yeah. all the crew staff. I, mean, I guess when the, you're you know, a rich Chinese guy, it's like you have you're used to having everything, right? So well, well, like, well, here's the thing: it's like Princess was only entering the Chinese market at that period of time, so they were only getting to know the Chinese market and mm -hmm. what they liked, right? So okay. everybody was learning as they went, right? So so it was a very you know, I would say like. A, it was it was very like exciting, but at the same time also very uh, frightening. Very, very, well, not frightening, but very, but you know, challenging. It, it was also challenging. Yes, that's the right word. So like because like you know, there's culture differences. Mm -hmm. There's difference in etiquette. You know, like you know, basically the way Chinese people would do things, like uh, mainland Chinese people. Uh, perceive things is not the same way as the way Westerners or the Western world would perceive things, right? Of so course. so two different cultures kind of mm -hmm. like trying to work together kind of thing. Right. Right. Or or Western culture trying to appease the Chinese market, right? For business. Right. Okay. So 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 you know you know how you know you know how it all goes down. Especially when, you know, uh cultures kind of clash, you know, and, and it's like, you know, the way things are done, you know, the way they do it is not the way they perceive it to be done, you know, that kind of thing. So was um, uh was the crew like mostly Westerners then? No, like it you know, it was like very multicultural. So you, okay. you'd you'd have Chinese people on board. You yeah. you'd have you'd have like a lot of Filipinos. Mm -hmm. especially a lot of filipinos you have okay. uh you you have people from all over the world whether it's from you know the the states canada the you know scotland ireland uk britain france like a, a lot of, you know many different types of people which is what makes cruise ship life very interesting because yeah you, that you sounds deal, really cool yeah because you deal with a lot of different personalities yeah right so did you ever have any like i don't know culture clashes or just like personality clashes working with other people on a cruise ship uh yeah I, of course i did you know everybody did because like yeah. you know you're working with pretty much mostly the same group of people Right, because like you guys are on the ship, off the ship. Well, you guys. I guess are, you're working twenty four seven. Yeah, too, right? you're, you're working. Like, it's not like you have rest days, you know. It's like, oh, sorry, yeah. the ship's not running today. We're taking a break. Yeah, it's like you're working on an island, right? It's like you're working on an island with the same group of people hmm, for for that period of time. So depending on obviously, there are people that end their contract at a certain period of time, they leave, and then a new person comes, you know, that kind of thing. But it, you know, for for the most part, the main crew stays together, right? Because yeah. like you're mainly contracted for that season or that period. So people generally would, you know, look at each other, like, you know, face each other every day, right? You yeah. see the same people every day, right? So, so yeah, you know, that was one aspect of cruise ship life that was interesting, but also was also uh, a major reason why I didn't want to continue cruise ship life. 
Because yeah, I guess it's hard when you're like stuck with your coworkers 24-7, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have to be... Obviously, you could just retreat to your room, which I did a lot of the time, right? But, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, there's a lot of... Obviously, because when you're with the same group of people all the time, there's a lot of drama, politics, and... Did, they, you know, um, did it give you like a nice, reasonably nice space mm-hmm. on the ship? Or were they like, ah, you work here, I'm going to give you the shittiest room. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, because I was a guest entertainer. I was a contractor. And I was yeah. treated like a passenger, right? So... So I got a nice room. I got a pretty decently sized room. Nice. That, that was enough for me, mm-hmm. right? So maybe my room wasn't as big as maybe some of the captains or you know whatever. Yeah, obviously, like the VIPs. Yeah, VIPs. Yeah, but then, uh, but I still had a it's decently decent. sized room. Yeah, and it was to myself, and yeah. you know, it, it was great, right? Like, I mean, like I said, they did. They treated me well, right? In yeah. terms of like, they they gave me the right nice accommodation. They, I was, I had access to all the fine dining, all the best restaurants on board. Right, so I could go anytime I wanted. Could you eat at the restaurant for free? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I had access to all wow. the restaurants. Even now I have speaking my language here. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, I had the same. I had the same. Uh, you know, uh, privileges as passengers would. Yes. And at the same time, I had the same privileges that crew members would. So yeah. I was able to do what the crew does, but mm-hmm. also what the passengers did. Right. Okay, this might sound like a dumb question, but so what are some things that a passenger could do that a crew cannot? Yeah, so... Like, what crew, was, like, passenger benefit? So, like, like, crew members can only go to certain restaurants at certain periods of time. Yeah. And there are, depending on your... For uh, their uh, food. Yeah, for their food. And there were certain places they could not go to. And, you know, obviously, depending on what your dis- job description why, is... Why is it that there's certain places that they can't go to? Because they're, you know, I guess it's their position or their status. You yeah. know, let's say if you're like a, a waiter. Like, like what? The cleaning lady can't go to like the five-star restaurant? Yeah, they can't. So oh. I, from what I remember, that it sucks. Like, yeah, yeah. So because like, don't forget, like I was technically a passenger, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, I had access to all passenger privileges. That, that's right. That's right? right. And crew members, depending on their positions, mm-hmm. like if they were crew staff or they were the more elite level, you know, staff yeah. members they could access how would these restaurants know like who's who like do you carry like like i don't know badges or some sort of like identification around with you well yeah they they would you know you would have your badge you you're supposed to have your badge right and also is the fact that you know people you know people know who you are on the ship they 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 would notice who you are right so like that's there's a lot of like you know backstabbing and spying and surveillance you know on the ship (laughs) so like you could let's say if a a crew staff like okay so let's say a crew staff member was eating at a restaurant that she uh, at a time that she was not supposed to eat at yeah let's say peak hour right when everybody's having dinner right then for instance say people in the food and beverage department the supervisor would notice because they know who she is right or something and then they would report yeah to upper management they'd rat you out yeah they rat you out basically they would snitch on you wrap you out and then and basically and then and then basically immediately you know your supervisor or that girl that the lady's supervisor would come and fetch her away gotcha and then she would obviously be disciplined or or, you know whatnot right so Yeah, given the stern talking to. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of drama. <laughs> Publicly being. No, I'm yeah. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of politics. You okay. know, when, when, well, when it comes to, you know, all kinds of industries, right? Mm-hmm. It is similar in that way. But on a cruise ship in particular, because you're enclosed like on an island, right? So yeah. it's like, you know, it could get really, you know, I don't know how to say it. It's like very... Uh, 
Well, it's like, you know, you get stuck yeah. with people in an enclosed space long enough, you're going to go crazy. Just like as everyone who has experienced COVID has yeah. already like kind of, you know, yeah, can tell yeah. you. It's, yeah, uh, it's, it, a little, it's a little crazy. It, it, was, it was not a very good culture to be in for a long period of time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I really respect, well, I mean, like a lot of the people that end up working in cruise ships for a long time, I really respect those people because mm -hmm. they are able to take that kind of lifestyle, right? Which yeah. I know I couldn't take long term and I didn't want to. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you worked at a cruise ship as a DJ, overall pretty good experience. Yeah, but never, not, but okay, not something that you can do for life. No, no, not something that I wanted to do again, because after uh, I finished that contract, I was offered, I think, two or three more contracts to yeah. go to different, to go to the, I think the Caribbean and yeah. to go to other places. And but you're like, I, I nah, started, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that. Like, that's really yeah. interesting. I'm like, I don't know anyone else who has worked at a cruise ship before, mm -hmm. let alone a cruise ship DJ. So that's super mm -hmm. cool. Nice. Uh, I want to finish things off by talking about, um, your music production mm -hmm. career that's mm -hmm. recently kind of taking off right now. So you're a music mm -hmm. producer now, yeah. and you've been, uh, you've been, you know, uh, making the sick beats, <laughs> all that stuff, all that good stuff. The, the fast beats, yeah. The fast beats, the, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the, the energetic beats, yeah. we, shall, we shall call them. Yeah, so mm -hmm. uh, do you want to just uh, quickly talk about that and what that process has been like? Uh, yeah, you know, like, uh, Obviously, the you know the cruise ship. After the cruise ship, there was a gap in my DJ. There, there was a there was a big phase of my DJ career which I didn't talk about. Yeah. But then, um, let's say maybe like stay tuned if uh, Nick returns as a recurring guest. Mm, yeah. We get that story one day. Yep. Watch yeah. out. Stay tuned. <laughs> Anyways, you know, um, yeah, you know, um, I worked in China, like not at sea but on land for yeah. uh, for a for like a year and a half to yeah a year and a half approximately and uh after uh after experiencing that i decided to come back to mm -hmm. vancouver right? right and you know i had a lot of like soul searching to do i obviously had to rethink all my purposes in life and everything that i, I was did. so glad you came back i'll just tell you that right now yeah yeah yes it's like man when's that when's nick coming back oh man <laughs> You haven't seen me man, in a man, while. Man, it's so. been a while, man. Was, yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be away for so long. I bro. know you missed me. <laughs> I, I miss, love you too, bro. <laughs> I kind of miss him, you know what I'm just saying? It's, it's been a long time, but continue. Yeah. 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 Maybe, we'll, you, maybe we'll cut this part out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, you know, um, obviously, like, that that was probably one of the low points in my life. Like, I, you know. I soul to, searching. Yeah, part. I just soul searching. I was re, cause I, I had to rethink, like, you know, basically my mindset and everything that I was going for and whether that was really what I wanted to do and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I know I can relate right now, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, that's kind of what I'm going through right now, you know, yeah. being, uh, being an unemployed bum for, like, most of this year. <laughs> Definitely had a lot of time to do some soul searching. Yeah. Not a lot of fun. Definitely, yeah. So I can totally relate to that. Yeah, something that sometimes that's what you need, right? To really rethink, you know, because if you if you're always go 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 all the time, mm -hmm. right? You don't have you, well, you, you never stop to think yeah, about what you're doing, what you want, yeah, what, or what you want, yeah, what you want or what you're doing, or whether what you're doing is what you really want, right? Yeah, I mean that's kind of what happened yeah. to me, right? It's like when I didn't have to work anymore and I couldn't mm -hmm. travel because of COVID, yeah, which is what I would normally do if I didn't have to work. Yeah, I was just like you know, I had to stop for the first time and ask myself, what did I want to do mm -hmm. for sure? And, or like, what if, if I was to live a semi semi retired life, what would I enjoy doing? Exactly. And I never took the time to think about that mm -hmm. because it was just like, all right, I'm going to work. And then when I don't have to work, I'm going to get drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the life to me. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. That's the working life. For me, I knew this wasn't, you know, the way I was approaching my music career mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, didn't exactly fit what I wanted to do. And I think it took me a long time to come to that realization. It like wasn't sustainable, right? Like you can't do, you can't see yourself doing something like this for like the next 10, 20, 30 years. Exactly. And it wasn't going to get me anywhere, anyway. Yeah, like okay. I, I, I had already done everything at that level. I was plateaued, I, I plateaued basically, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, the only way to get my music to the next level was music production, right? And, right. This, and, and it had always been, it had always been something that I wanted to do for a very long time. Like, but obviously because of all the distractions with DJing and all that kind of stuff and the way I approach my mindset and the way I approach things, it wasn't working, right? It wasn't, it, it left me no room to actually develop myself yeah. and in that skill set, right? So I decided to step away from DJing. I decided to quit, right? For a period of time. That's right. not, not, not that I won't, you know, not to say that I won't ever DJ again. I, yeah, I, I need da- you to DJ at my future wedding, <laughs> my future... Well, you know, I, well, I stopped but, DJing weddings altogether too. Yeah. Right? So, so you know, Very so true. in the end, you know, it, it, it was basically like, it, it was a period of reflection, you know, and especially I think the timing couldn't have been better when COVID hit, right? Like, yeah. you know, if I had still been working in that industry, oh, sh- <laughs> oh yeah, Oof, been rough. Yeah. yeah, it would have been pretty rough. So yeah, no gigs tonight? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yep. So, you know, I was fortunate that I was, you know, prior to that happening, I was able to get my life together and I was able to find a decent job in which I didn't, uh, yeah. that didn't stress me out whilst I could, f- which enabled and me to focus, focus on, on my craft doing what you want to do do what i want to yeah, do no, yeah that's awesome yeah that's and i was awesome man exactly all right so COVID comes around and you know you got some you got some extra time you're working on the the music music production mm-hmm. um so how do you go from making some music mm-hmm. to like selling it like because you're signed with like a, a label, or yeah, a label? yeah. Well, I, I, I have no idea how this stuff works, but you're, you're, I know you signed with someone, and then they help you distribute your music. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, well, basically, it's I, I, I'm not. I didn't sell my soul to someone, right? It's more like okay. I, well, I, that's good to know. That's basically, to know. it's 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 not like I signed as an artist to a, to like an agency or a label. Yeah. I I signed my tracks to labels, right? So, so like the labels technically own your tracks. Yeah, they own the master, so the original copy for like. Uh, period of five to 15 years about. Okay. Okay. So uh, so they take on the track, they sign it, mm-hmm. and then they own the masters. And so they're in charge of marketing it, distributing right. it, getting it released on all the platforms. So it's like technically you don't own these songs anymore? Is that well, how it works? Well, yeah. Well, technically the, the original master file yeah. they own. Yes. Right? But, okay. But, the but song, if you were to ever want to like tinker around with something, I don't know. Like, well, well, it's more like, um, you know, there's there's a term, right? And after that term ends, you yeah. can decide what you want to do with that master, okay. right? So, I mean, but it, at the end of the day, it's under, like, it's your work, mm-hmm. right? It's just that they're retaining control over the copy, yeah. the original copy, Got so it. that they can distribute it or they can do what they need to do with it, right? So, but and, but the song is still under your name, right? Gotcha. So, okay, um, yeah. And I can see you've been pretty busy with that. You're, like, producing, like, a new song, like, what, at least once a month? Well, more frequently. Well, I've been releasing once a month. Yeah. Uh, like as of recent. So um, I signed my first track, my first album, my, my mini album, EP, uh, last, I believe, yeah, last November. No, last December. Yeah. Okay. 
And, uh, and then ever since then, I think I took a three month gap because I was just trying to figure stuff out. And then, uh, I started releasing again in April. Nice. And then ever since then, I think I've released, I think five, five tracks, six tracks, and I have another three tracks coming out in the fall. Oh, nice. So, Got a couple so, lined up ahead. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'm Very still, exciting. and I'm still working. I have a bunch of projects I'm working on right now, which I have yet to reveal, but you know, right. hopefully you guys will be able to hear soon. So. All right. Good stuff. Um, Nick, tell us where we can find your music. Uh, well, uh, if you if you can uh, you can probably uh, I'm on Instagram, right? I'm yeah. mainly on Instagram, and obviously on Spotify, you can find my music uh, on Spotify mainly. Just type in Nine Blade. Yeah, number nine B L A D E. Okay, that's my DJ name. And uh, okay, so oh, no no DJ in the front. No 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 DJ no DJ. Okay, so, so it's, it's Nine, Nine Blade. Blade on Spotify. And Instagram. And Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Thanks so much for uh, coming on to share your experiences with being a DJ. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, you're the only DJ I know. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I like, I have no idea how like, you know, these things in the entertainment industry works. And I think it's been really interesting for me to hear it from uh, your point of view. For sure, man. Yeah. Thanks, John, for having me. And like, you know, uh, the, that's only one segment of my story that I told. So, you know, maybe if I'm, you know, if you get me back on the podcast, maybe at a later date, we'll you know, see how I, many likes we get on YouTube. Yeah, so no, likes I'll, pro I'll probably get no likes because of what I said earlier, but <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, but yeah, don't forget to uh, check out uh, Nick's stuff. Uh, and I will definitely have the links in the description below and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, thank you again for coming on and Thank you, audience members, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Peace out.